Welcome back, Apprenticeship Diary listeners. This is What You Doing, the conclusion to Amy's interview with Halo and his apprentice, Darren Monody, from Black Lotus Tattoo. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. It gets insanely complicated. It does, and there's not only that, but there's individual skin types, there's different ethnicities that you run into, what their skin does and how they react, and there's this whole observance that I feel like we probably have insider knowledge that a lot of dermatologists would be surprised that we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as like uh, social media, how are you guys um, handling that? Are you teaching him like ways to craft his social media and how to put himself out there? Is yeah, that a conversation? I, I do think that um, part of the success of doing being an apprentice is, uh, and I've, I've tried to instill this into him, is that you want people to believe in you at your underdog stage. Um, there's an old, I think it was Princeton University, this old, um, they did this old study and they, they put people in a room and they said, we're just doing a real quick psychological exam. Um, there's nothing necessary. And they put 120 people in a room, like mm-hmm. one of those college auditoriums. And it was just a picture with some Mario Brothers looking background and it was a ball and it was just rolling. And no one knew why they were there and people were still coming in. And then the ball rolls up a little hill and it keeps going and it's cool. And it keeps rolling up a hill and no one thinks about it. And then it starts rolling up a really big hill. And you could tell the ball's struggling to get up the hill. And then finally it gets over the hill and you get a little bit of excitement. Like, oh, that's crazy. Look at that. And then a huge ball rolls along and has no problem going over the small hills, has no problem going over the big hills. And you watch them compete. 100% of people will vote for the small ball. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. So it, it's, it's something that I'm... It's weird because it's a psychological, I don't know if it's a trick or whatever it is, but I do think getting people to believe in you when you're at your low mm-hmm. is really important because they want to be part of your journey. Yes. They want to be part of your success. And you, it, it's not really just art. I mean, like, uh, we actually just having this discussion up front because most of the people I'm inviting to my wedding are clients. Aww. And it's like, uh, you, it's this emotional trust that people put in you to put stuff on their skin um and it's and it's big and people believe in you first before they come in the door i want this thing and i trust that you can do this yeah and i think it's a much more beautiful thing when you have people who trusted you from the beginning and watch you grow um so trying to get his social media up now while he is an apprentice and show people look uh, these are the drawings that I'm doing right now, and look how much better I'm getting. And yeah. even for you know you, Darren, to be able to look at and say, "Oh my God!" In ten months, look where I came from. You know, because yeah. sometimes those peps on the steps um, and that little ego boost is good for you because those things create momentum. And you got to imagine it creates momentum for you to see your progress. People, people are excited, and you aren't tattooing no one. You know, you will be tattooing someone, yeah. and you can only tattoo people who know who you are. Yeah. And so, the balance of social media is so important for your career. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, we're actually doing videography. I do video editing. I know. I'm so envious. Um, <laughs> I, I can show you. It's it's. Uh, yeah, it's, I might have to ask you questions because I'm trying to teach myself Premiere Pro on Skillshare, and uh, it's it's just slow going. It's yeah. much easier when you can mimic someone or watch them go. Try Wondershare. There's a, a product called Wondershare Filmora, uh-huh. and uh, I think it's like 120 bucks, and you get the whole thing. The thing about Adobe Premiere, which I do like Premiere, but I think like all Adobe products. Um, the amount of options that you have are endlessly daunting. Yes. And so when you stare at the program in its absolute base form, you know, like Photoshop, it's like really all I needed to do was copy, paste, transform, and then kind of erase this a little bit and change the opacity. Right. But the program has a million things you have to navigate through. Yeah. So Wondershare Filmora is very simply, huh. you take a video, you pop it in, and it's like a, it's like sheet music. So huh. it's in timeline, it's very easy to understand. Um, and it gets more complicated, but in smaller increments. Whereas Adobe Premiere is like, here's the whole fucking world. Yeah. Figure out how you want to do the, the simple things. So Wondershow for more is really good. And if any time, I mean, I think learning video editing is like any art form, like oil painting. I have, I have enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a lot 
easier for me than audio and you know editing um fuck audio editing yeah like yeah. i well i have somebody for that thank yeah. god yeah he's still he's still with me <laughs> <laughs> i haven't i haven't ruined that yet <laughs> there you go. Good but job. yeah video editing is a lot more fun just because of the visual aspect yeah. of it and yeah. all the cool things that you can do um is it um did were you doing uh social media before before now or was it like um, a, a thing that you thought about not really yeah. um i definitely didn't put as much as i do um put into it now mm-hmm. and like i understand the benefits of it and yeah. the necessity of it i mean that's how you kind of uh, really got psyched, right? Because you saw a twitch of Teresa Sharp. Yeah, that's you know? a great point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is it um, this job? I mean, I wish it could just be one. Like, I just wish it could be one job. <laughs> like, like, it's so many. But jobs. it's so yeah. many jobs. <laughs> so, like what you said is like it is hard, and and um, you know, just so you know, it never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, this feeling that you have, like I'm not there yet. It never stops. Like that's that's a secret that I can easily tell anyone. It just never stops. There's always a goal. You keep moving the goalpost, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, next, next, next. Um, but I wanted to put out this resource for everybody so that they know that that all of us are experiencing that together, and we're all kind of feeling in the muck, and it is constant. And uh, all you can do is, like you said, go after something that is a passionate pursuit that is going to help you shape and have more options in your life that are about you and what you want than some other person's wants or needs. And I think that's really important, especially if, you know, we're in, we're in an environment or a country where we can do things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. And tattooing is amazing that way um, because it does offer everything. And once I, I do think that as far as art, it is the highest echelon of what you can be because like you said you know now there's video editing Mm -hmm. there's social media marketing there's there's painting there's drawing there's concepts Mm -hmm. of painting and drawing there's all the theory there's the client relationship there's there it's everything on a business Mm -hmm. level for art that you could dream of so anything from here uh, even though there is no, I mean, Halo's crafted a curriculum, but um, even though there is no um, school mm-hmm. of it that gives you a certificate, it is, mm-hmm. uh, I think, one of those things that you could probably snowball off of anything and go right into any yeah. kind of other art profession mm-hmm. from there once you're known. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we both know, you were already showing up in a suit, so you're <laughs> way above what our expectations were. <laughs> you, had that, uh, you had that friend that was, uh, was it the, f- you said was working on Rick and Morty and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So that's, I think, the thing, too, is it's the trade-off, is, like, they're doing all of the animation work mm-hmm. and all of the drawing and concepting, mm-hmm. and, and, and but they're not doing the... Um, marketing and they're not mm-hmm. doing the let me get sponsors and they're not doing the okay let me find people to to okay we need to sell a Doritos commercial someone has to go out and so the trade-off is that you know you say I don't want to make all these corporations money but what you do in that same sense is you have to ado- adopt all of the responsibility of all the things the corporations are doing that mm-hmm. aren't the mechanic work yes and that is true yeah that's a good so point it, to make it, it's it's really nice because you are your own you are your own entity at that point. Mm-hmm. You are your own boss, regardless of it's Darren Monody at Black Lotus or you moved to Australia, mm-hmm. you know, and you're Darren Monody out of an apartment building, I guess. I don't know. You, know, yeah. you buy a whole apartment building and all the rooms are just yours. You can do <laughs> you can do whatever you want, but you do adopt the responsibilities of mm-hmm. all of those. And marketing, uh, if people don't know you, they're not going to come to you. Yes. And so there is that really big, like, you know, even being like, let's say, uh, anxious. A lot of artists have some type of anxiety, social anxiety, or mm-hmm. fear of putting themselves out there. And unfortunately, like that is a hurdle. Yes. To have to grab yes. onto. Have you had fraud police yet? Um, not really. That's good. Honestly, like, <laughs> when when it, like if it happens, I'll get over it. Keep going. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just usually that thing of like. Uh, do I deserve, you know, what I'm doing, or will mm-hmm. somebody show up one day and like arrest me for having too much fun? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
I'm mean, still waiting for that. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's, that's a great thing to get arrested for. Yeah. I know, right? Like, yeah. I'll just go, you know, quietly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yes, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I have noticed the amount of, um, like, the more and more I'm doing this, mm-hmm. I'm seeing that you definitely have a point where um, tattoo artists is like a very, very high caliber of art. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it correctly, you know? Yeah. Like, you have to be precise. You have to know, like, value, color. You have to know composition, flow, line work, everything, right? And then not only that, like you said, you have to market yourself, and you have to take care of you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to also make sure you take care of your clients mm-hmm. so they don't get sick. So, like, it's it's a juggling act, but it seems fun. It doesn't seem daunting. It seems, yeah. like, fun, very precise, but very fun, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's a, it's like one of those things that I feel like, uh, uh, you know, it's just like if you overthink it, it's you're going to stop yourself before you get started because um, there is so much responsibility. But like all things, when you, when you take the responsibility and then you're like, oh, this was actually a little thing that was casting a big shadow that yeah. I, I didn't realize that once you get a rhythm of doing it, it it's not that big a deal anymore. Mm. And, uh, but it is hard when, you know, you have a mentee asking you like, why do you do that? And you're like, Oh, why do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the same way as breaking down art. You know, we had to break the skull down into a square and we had to break the teeth down into a rectangle and we had to break the dagger down to a rectangle. I think social media needs to be broken down and your timing needs to be broken down and um, how you're going to treat it. All those things need to be broken down into their simplest forms to understand them. Right. You know, because if I just said, here's tattooing, blah, 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 it's like, oh, God, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is it is trying to break it down into simple, simple forms and then eventually you tack on a little bit more weight and a little bit more weight. Yeah. But yeah. It, is a, it is a big juggling act, especially as you become more successful and as you become more, I guess, wanted or as you become more talented and you start putting more thought and effort into your work, you know, like you will have to juggle lots of things to be able to to make it. But I've 18 years, I am still just as interested, like just as interested. Yeah. I'm doing seven days a week till the end of June. And, you know, everyone else is more worried about me burning out. I'm like, I love doing this. Like, it doesn't yeah. bother me at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I mean, you're, you're a nut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about you. I'm just like, if he dies doing this, he's going to be really happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. I love it. <laughs> no, I know. And that's, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not unlike you. Um, but it's, it's always like, um. I mean, you can appreciate other people's worry, but there's something that we understand that not a lot of people understand that, you know, my boyfriend at times, he's always, he's always trying to, oh, that's a good question. Do you have a significant other? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, How's it going? Well. Okay. Well, yeah. Like, I work long hours, but she gets it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that's good because... um, I lost several relationships <laughs> along my way. With tattooing? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was because of tattooing, but it was one of those things that, um, well, my mentor, when I started tattooing, he said, are you in a relationship? And I said, yes. He's like, well, be prepared to lose it. Um, and I said, I am. Uh, and he's like, okay. Well, I said, you know, I, I can't not be an artist. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's just what I am. Yeah. So you can't you can't leverage that with me. Mm-hmm. Like it's either you f- you're fully in or you're fully not. Yep. And then it was, it was a thing of like, I was with somebody who constantly expected the workload to decrease. And then it became a point where I was like, I don't, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's, it's just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but this is something that I'm really passionate for. And I don't think that there's ever going to be a, a time where I'm going to, pull back until I feel like, like it's not going to be for you. It's mm. going to be for whatever reasons I dictate if it happens at all, mm-hmm. but I am obsessed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and it was always like a, it was kind of a competition kind of thing. I don't know if it was like a, a sincere envy because he was pursuing, you know, his own passions and wanting, I don't know. It was, it was a lot of things, but, um, I haven't touched base with him since then, so I can't say. But um, 
I, I think it's good that you're in a relationship and she's supportive. I've met many people that, uh, you know, have had a lot of success stories within that and their partners grow with them and they become a really cool, like power couple. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really awesome because they, I feel like if they can survive this point, they can survive a lot of things mm-hmm. and, and parry off each other really, really well in the end. Um, but it's good. Um, to like explore that question because I, I do find at least in my own personal story that uh, there was a lot of heartbreak that happened along the way on the personal level that that you know I had to just keep I mean my art has always been my piece so I go back to mm-hmm. it always to get grounding and all of that but mm-hmm. yeah had I been the type of person that was willing to leverage those things I don't think I'd be here I don't think that I I mean I certainly wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have anything extra I would just keep you know, I don't know, just baseline, which is not my mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad she's supportive. I hope it continues. Um, it is labor love. Hopefully she doesn't ever hope that that'll slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it's the presentation too. Like I'm striving for something. Usually if somebody doesn't want to be supportive of you striving yeah. to the next level of yourself, they're... You know, it's not a good fit. Yeah, Jose, like it's not, and and I like that you asked that, and you you have to be prepared to lose, or your mentor said that you have to be prepared to lose the relationship because it is a commitment. I think when you're trying to better yourself internally, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I don't think it should be. Um, it, it shouldn't be one or the other. I always found people that were like, you know, just I think wanted a, a fervent attention for the relationship and I was like no this is this is crafting a life together like this is this isn't one or the other yeah you're never going to be at the top of my list there's just a list and you're on it yeah. <laughs> like you know like be happy you're on the fucking list there's yeah. a lot of things that don't make it okay yeah. so um whether you're on the top or not it's, it's it's a revolving thing you know but you can't you can't be hung up on exactly where you fall within that um, and I do think it requires a person that's on their own path and they're very self-invested as far as like what, what they need to do and what they aim to do. Um, you know, of course it, it's hard to have relationships entirely because you do have to split so much attention, but, um, it's good. It's good. I feel like this is good for that too, because it does help you balance work life, you know, all of that kind of deal and that's that's a that's a hard thing for us and entirely i do think that there should be like a separate podcast i've, I've even talked about of like interviewing tattoo artists partners and what that is oh, like yeah. <laughs> what do you have to be like <laughs> the, uh, the real housewives yeah like, oh yeah uh, tattoo housewives totally <laughs> totally tattoo like, wives what do you have to accept what you know like um, no, I mean, my boyfriend totally talks about that all the time. He's, he's my guy, like mm-hmm. 100%, excuse me. He, uh, he knows when I'm in a mood. He knows when I have to wall in when I'm like, I'm sorry. I had, I heard nothing you just said, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I love I'm just that. like you're fucking talking in a wall right now. <laughs> like, excuse good. me. Yeah. Like he, he knows that like, you know, when I'm going through my moods, he's like, I learned so much. In the, in the whole apprenticeship thing, he's always asking me questions while I'm designing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, like this is my Zen time. This is where I have to like wall in and like really have attention here. Like nothing else can like really interrupt this bubble of like meditation. And he'll be asking me questions and I'm like, I'll, I'll just like look at him with resentment, just being like, what, what, why? Yeah, why are why you are asking you this right now? He's like, what if I were your apprentice? I was like, but you're not. <laughs> you're not my apprentice. I didn't know I knew this thinking I was going to teach you shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but I've learned so much just watching you. And I guess I guess that's part of it. You have to kind of geek out about watching somebody as they go through their life and be very romanced by, you know, just, just how proud you are that you're with somebody that is, you know, so passionate about what they do. Um, at least that's what I can do to speak for him. I don't know, but I'm... That's, that's the general cliff notes. Um, well, that's good. It sounds like, I mean, I knew right away that you were in a, in a good vein. I remember uh, like in scrolling down it, discovering that you were uh, apprenticing here, which I geeked out about. I was like, oh, I contacted you almost right away. And yeah, I was like, we got to do another yeah. one. 
But one of the things that I noticed right away was um, the the lesson your shine or the hate kind of came in right away. Like, oh, I never in my apprenticeship got a video made about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had friends talk to me about that too. Like yeah. down that, you know, you shouldn't put your apprentice on high on a high uh, high horse or something like that. You I know. thought it was more when my when I looked at it, it was more of like you put your men, mentoring on a high pedestal. For I, me it was more about you saying I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. Not to cut yeah, you out. It was, <laughs> yeah, I mean because it is my page, right? right. So my page can't be Darren saying all the stuff he's doing. It has to be the balance of, you know, uh, that I'm apprenticing someone. But I, yeah, I, I saw that too. There were a couple I had to delete where they're like apprentices get their own fucking videos now. I was like, just fucking block, delete, shut up. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. So, I mean, that's kind of what I was getting on the whole social media kind of thing. This attitude of like kind of um, doing what you have to do to, to mitigate the, the hate or the distractions or the things like that that just get in the way of progress. Because, you know, hate is going to hate. They're, they're, that's all they live for. It is probably best. My bro- my boyfriend's always saying, you just block them, delete them, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I like to kind of revel in it um, just a little bit because I'm, fa- I'm, I'm honestly fascinated about the kind of person that spends their life that way. <laughs> There's a couple of people that I, 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 on a regular basis, think, I should just block this person. I don't enjoy them at all. But on the other hand of it, I'm just like, but they keep coming back. Yeah. And like, I'm kind of this weird person in their life. They just love to hate on. And I kind of appreciate the fact that I'm like their chosen antithesis, you know, like their, 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 I don't know, their thing that they just, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, it kind of makes me feel like a celebrity on some level. Like I, (laughs) I'm worthy enough for you to come and keep hating on my page, you know, like why would like why would you do that but hey you know like uh who am i to get in the way i i just give up you know like once i have nothing good to say anymore i'm like oh i'm i'm out you know like i'm i'm gonna look over here now i have um, uh i have some haters that are funny and i keep them for that very reason yeah <laughs> so i did like one of my pinnacles of my career that i thought wow i'm like i made it or something like that was doing an ink set with eternal ink mm-hmm. and uh the guy said you're so much of a bitch that you made um, eternal ink colors that are named after my after my little ponies, and I was like Nebula. I was like, oh fuck, son of a bitch, I am a bitch. And all I did was just I just laughed. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. I can't block this. It was now. good. Yeah, it was good. It is. Yeah, and, and we've I don't know if like a rivalry. It's more like a hate from afar. Like I don't ever I don't really feed into a lot of the hate. Sometimes I'll tell people shut the fuck up. But, but if it's good like that, then, yeah, you're just kind of like, dude, that was that was a sick bird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't help but respect that. Right? That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah you took the best part of my career and made it bad. I had one like that that I actually like printed out and made a meme of. It was like a needlepoint. I would have had it done in needlepoint, but it was so long. Like they're always so long winded. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I put it up on my page and I was like, why would, why would I put up this one star review of my tattoo podcast or anything that I would do? It's just because it's like, first it's funny. <laughs> you know, second yeah. of all, this is, this is kind of the hits that you take regularly and you have to dust off. In, in any kind of pursuit of passion because they will come. Yeah. But like you're not a person unless you're willing to stand out there and, and bridge, the, you know, like brace for those hits. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like pivotal people stand for something, you know, and yeah. you're going to have the opposition always. Yep. So you. I always feel like I'm doing something. Like you said, you put yourself in the public eye. So yeah, you got to take the good that comes with it but you also have to take all the bad as well you know yeah regardless of whether they should do it or not it is what it is honestly they don't matter also there for different reasons you know what i mean like you have a good balance of humility and ego hmm. and no ego at all is really bad and no humility at all is really bad yeah. and so 
there are a lot of people there who will say this is great and then mm -hmm. the people who say look dude that is bad it doesn't matter if they tattoo or not sometimes it makes you look mm -hmm. at it and go damn is it bad should i have done it on yeah and it's healthy to yeah. have that i think it's the perfect balance of friendship and enemies is not terrible you know? absolutely yeah when it's the same with like being a professional artist i always tell people i'm like it's not I wish it could be the elimination of ego, or, but then I'd be in a fucking monastery somewhere, not talking to anybody, eating exactly. rice, and and you know, yeah. mm -hmm. um, crying the over the death of a bug, you know, like <laughs> not not to nix that if that's your jam, but you're probably not listening to this podcast at all. <laughs> um, but like being a professional artist is about more like reigning the ego and like mm. making sure it's just enough for success yeah. and for you to push forward and get past things but mm. it's not the elimination of it unfortunately yep. um, you wouldn't even do art otherwise no exactly. you know like yeah. uh jimmy or jesse smith you know will draw a squirrel with an enormous head and big blue eyes and tiny little arms and very large hands and uh no one draws a squirrel that way but yeah. jesse smith draws a squirrel that way yeah. so it takes a little bit of ego to be able to create things that exist and make them yours you know yeah. you didn't write the english language but you put them in this way and this is your poetry mm -hmm. and you didn't write these notes or build a guitar but you wrote this song you put all of it together this way and this is your song yeah and those things take ego because you know who do you think you are to write a song mm -hmm. or use the english language you have no you have you have nothing you how put dare no you take that time yeah mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys know this I don't, I don't think i've said this on the podcast yet but i <laughs> I joined a commune for two weeks. What, what, what define commune? A commune. Of, like, so it was a place where they were off the grid. They were designated um, tax exempt because they made themselves a religious organization. Is that uh, the um, tool guy? The Dallas Gray? Uh, no. Um, okay. That was... This was... Okay, so I, I found them at Artscape. They were passing out flyers and they were taking donations and things like that. And they were called Zendik Farm. They actually got disbanded in 2010, but I joined them, I think, in like 2004. And just their premise was like, it was like every kid, I think, dreams of was like, yeah, I'm going to be off the grid and I'm going to like live raw and... You know, I'm going to make my own food and I'm going to build my own building. I still have these aspirations, but mm. now I have such a better knowledge of what that takes. So yeah. after two weeks of that, and I had all these lofty ideas like, yeah, when it's when I'm done for the day, I'll do all this art. And no, dude, no, you're tired. Yeah, okay, you're like done. you're tired. Mm -hmm. You've been milking cows all day. You've been building fences. You've been growing herbs. You're so goddamn hungry that it doesn't even matter what you're eating. It's just yeah. like, yeah. you don't care if it's seasoned. Like, <laughs> like you're like, whatever. Um, you're, you're, you're living on whatever thing that you've been given to like sleep on and live on. And it's like, it's raw. And there is, there is no energy for art because it, it's that plugged in to what you need to be able to do to sustain your living condition on a, a daily basis so just just to do art is a certain level of um evolution of our living standards that even provides for that amount of time and self indulgence really or meditation where you can explore these places of your heart that are outside of the realm of sustaining your life yeah and then you got to think what people are sustaining my life so that i can do this yeah. <laughs> you know? like, oh, yeah. and you have to make that agreement with yourself of like oh there are so many people that are doing you know these hard tasks so that i can sit here and craft something that mm -hmm. if we're being honest isn't a real necessity it's no. a luxury yeah exactly yeah. but it is something that i do feel like at the end of the day people wouldn't want to live if there wasn't that that yeah. thing to scale to Amen. like they yeah. wouldn't want to or that we do the things that people want to live for yeah. you know so it, it's it's a goal um which is why it's so evocative and why people yeah. crave it so much and why they think we we do magic which I, <laughs> i'm just like no nah, man it's just a lot of repetition yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but when you're giving people things that are a want and not a need um, there is a value of your life that you're adding. Yeah. Whereas like most of just sustaining yourself, 
you know, doesn't feel like you're adding value to your life. It feels yeah. like you're sustaining, you're staying at ground, at ground zero constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and when you're doing something that people don't need, that is a want, um, it's a value adding system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which is absolutely. why I think it's so beautiful. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny that y'all mentioned that because um, uh, I had a few friends who like kind of pushed me mm-hmm. um, and helped me, kept me motivated oh that's good and one of my friends sent me this um video by um neil degrasse tyson oh good and he was explaining how he believes that um science and art are the most like crucial beneficial things to like humanity Uh uh-huh and he was saying how um science builds humanity right and it builds us and it propels us forward and all the good stuff but um, he was saying that uh, because he's a scientist, right? So mm-hmm. he was like, if I don't discover, if I don't discover something, then someone else will later down the line. It might not be easy, but they'll still get there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but when it comes to art, art propels like the culture, mm. right? And he was like, um, if Van Gogh didn't make the Starry Night, nobody else would have made Starry Night. Right. Like nobody, right? Wow. And he was like, so. You can, like, support science all you want, but without art moving the culture, would that be a place that you would want to live in? And, like, I still remember that to, like, to this day. I haven't seen that in a while, but, man. <laughs> it still, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I'll have to see that talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on YouTube. I might hit you up and, mm-hmm. and have you link it to me. I got you. I think that'd be cool. Maybe post a link for everybody else to, that's listening to this to kind of mm-hmm. touch base with it. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I think it's um. I mean, I I can my uh, want for art to be much the same as as science because um, it's about dissection, right? And it's about ob- observation mm-hmm. and constant critique, constant troubleshooting, constant. Um, wanting to hack what you see and explore it to its most fine you know minute point and just kind of get lost in that that process of it so it's mm-hmm. very similar mm-hmm. um yeah I, I i mean i don't know i mean i i guess i'm a part i mean i definitely see art as like it's it's a connection tool and just yeah. in general it connects humanity and it um uh let's have us all know that we're okay on some level i don't know how else to, to... yeah well I, I think the biggest thing about art if you break it down is that science is the understanding of things that already exist mm. that we don't necessarily make you know what i mean mm. even if we make something using scientific method like aluminum or mm-hmm. you know or steel it's still things that are already here uh with that that, that serve a purpose you mm-hmm. know or, or you're studying light or you're studying insects mm-hmm. or you're studying biology mm-hmm. um you know and That's a lot tangible. of things yeah it's it's natural but there's not a lot of things that just come out of you mm-hmm. you know so if you True. think of like the the left brain and the right brain humans being dual hemispheric characters in the in the world is that we have dual hemispheric brains to try to problem solve mm-hmm. and so one person will be that's why i think so many um so many artists are so right-brained is because a left-brained person can go you know this needs to move here and that needs to be there Mm -hmm. and money needs to be right everyone needs to show up on time you're here at 1202 that that hurts me why do you have two candles should have three and the middle one should be bigger right like and they're able to organize things that exist and to do that you need an order of the things on the outside world and it makes you feel internally well where artists and i believe this about almost every artist i've ever met horrible with money, horrible with time, horrible with planning for the future. And a lot of that is because the orderliness is not necessary because we need the chaos so that things can come out of us and we can grab anything at any time and put it into something. Mm -hmm. It's a very good articulation of it. I'm telling you because the the girls here that I hire up front are so left-brained and they do not understand the right-brained artists. And I'm like, you know, you have to understand you're organizing things that are here they are creating things that are not here yet yeah they need the chaos yes. they, they need to thrive in it and you ever notice too much order makes artists fall apart mm-hmm. too much scheduling corporations even the yeah. fact that you said i don't want to be a bit for a big corporation mm-hmm. is an artist uh, thing rebelling against the man it's mm-hmm. too much order out here and they rebel against it if you look at um what tattooers why would tattooers want the chaos of an apprenticeship and not the structure of a school? 
Right. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there is there is no structure to any apprenticeship. I mean, the guy yeah. could have just been a hack who opened a shop, took on thirty apprentices. Yeah. Doesn't know how to tattoo, and people would be like, "That's better than this." Yeah. You know, when in reality, both could actually be good and bad simultaneously. Yeah. You have really good schools, really bad schools. You have really good apprenticeships, really bad apprenticeships. But it's the the lack of structure that I think people artists thrive in because. We have to create something from nothing, so everything has to be available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like, it's a great um, thing. Uh, I was gonna say it's like the left brain people are good at constructing things, mm-hmm. and right brain people are good at like reconstructing. Yeah, like deconstructing it and then reconstructing it. Oh, for sure. That's why most liberals are artists, and most conservatives are business people. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the same exact structure mm-hmm. that you're you're dealing with. It's mm-hmm. the, the power hierarchy structure of. Um, we need to conserve these things that are already versus people who are like, no, we need new ideas. Yeah. Well, we need to just, this is, this apple is now an orange, right? Like, <laughs> and, and the sky is this color now and it, it can be any color. And what is a color and what is language? Like you can, you watch those things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's in our, it's on our political stuff. It's in people who choose religion versus people who choose spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, a left brain person would be like, this is God and that is church and Sunday at noon. And uh, artists will be like, I just believe in everything and all of it. I said that energy. just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, girl, the woman that I was talking to, she was like, well, how is that? And I was like, I mean, come on, man. Like, haven't you seen enough to know that anything's possible? I mean, I believe in it all, like all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I think that's a great way to articulate it. I, I, I am... I'm weird because I have, I have both. I'm, I'm very balanced within that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have both. I was always good at math. I was always good at, um, I'm not, I'm good at the, the philosophical connection to a lot of the left brain stuff and I can get what they're, they're saying and see it. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the chaos more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. It's a lot more fun and I, I, I feel sad, honestly, for the people. <laughs> that don't embrace the chaos enough because I'm just like, I mean, even what you're afraid of is not even that scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I guess it's just because like, I don't know, it, for me, it's just this, this logical thing. that's like, we're all going to die. Like how you want to spend your time like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great way of putting it. That's a perfect way of, uh, articulating artists. Uh, the problem though, is like you said, is, uh, a lot of people don't know how to respect the other pieces of it. So I think it's finding that respect and coordinating together and, and making a, um, an effort that can go forward. Um, well, we're, I think we're both necessary is the big thing that people have to realize is that um, for there to be anything structured, there have to be people that are orderly and structured. And for there to be art at all, there has to be or music or... Um, different styles of music, there has to be the unstructured rebellion, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be. I think, um, I think what, what, what people don't realize, like, I'll give you an example, like Emily up front, uh, we got a moon bounce for our, like a 20 foot adult moon bounce. <laughs> and I got an ice luge and I got a dunk tank, you could dunk your favorite tattooer. I just got a bunch of fun things for the grand opening of Black Lotus. And I said, Emily, um, I had a 20 minute break between appointments. I said, get in the moon bounce with me. And let's just go moon bounce, fuck it. And she was like, no, I'm not getting the moon bounce. I was pulling her and she didn't want to get in. I said, don't you want to have fun? And she goes, no, Halo, I shut fun down. I don't do fun. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, she was dead serious. And I'm over here ready to see if I can do a double front flip. And, right? uh, and so I go back up front to Emily one day and I was telling her, this is probably months later. I said, hey, we're going to go to Italy. And she goes, yeah, no. I said, girl, you're Italian. You don't want to go to Italy? She goes, I don't want to go anywhere. I said, you don't want to travel the world, see anything? She goes, if I went home, watched the same movies, took care of my husband, ate at the same places every day, the rest of my life, I would be fine. Now, to me, that sounds like what hell would be like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that is really hell. But... See, this is where I'm, I, I have problems because I am a little bit of Emily and a little bit of you. I would have enjoyed same. watching you in the moon bounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I would have been sitting see. out there being like, it's fun to watch him. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm a good balance of both too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I find that I, I, when I get too crazy, I rely on the structure, yeah. and then yeah. when I get too much structure, I rely on the crazy. Yes, exactly. yes. Because um, so you I, have to, because you're a business owner. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
And and I, I like the order because I like goal setting, and I can't goal set mm -hmm. if I don't know where I'm going or where mm -hmm. I've been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that is why Emily is so good at money. We've never had a money problem. We've never had a schedule problem. We've never had an email unanswered. That's amazing. And, and so we do have to realize that um, as artists, we are lacking structure, and it's mm -hmm. great to have people who are structured so that we can be... Um, insane in the mm -hmm. back, you know what I mean? Yeah. And let loose, and I'm not trying to say like, the way I structure the shop, but truly the way I structure the shop is by personality. Yeah. You know, um, even down to where I've placed people, the loud ones are in the middle so that it can reverberate. Um, and the it's closed off so that the front desk isn't anywhere near, so that they can remain within order and that yeah. we can remain within chaos. And I do think that the balance is good and we don't have to understand each other. But we have to at least evaluate what each other provides. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I think this is key for um, a anybody who wanted to own a shop, you know. B, you know, anybody who's deeming to be a mentor of any kind, you know, like this is good information. I mean, it's it's on my heart. I'm I'm in a private space right now, so. Oh yeah, that's right. You're. Do <laughs> yeah. you love it? Uh no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I wouldn't. Um, I, I'm I'm very grateful. That, that I am. I'm grateful and I've, I've uh, come to realize a lot of what I am good at. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. To know how capable I am on my own. Um, but I like people. I like people and I like having conversations like this. And I like uh, constantly... I like the chaos of, of people and those kind of things. It's very controlled. I will say I feel like for my clients it's really great because mm -hmm. it's very focused on them and I do like them to have a very nice experience and something that is that can be crafted around what they want. Um, so for them I feel like it's really great. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot on my heart. I'd like to scale it. I don't know how or anything. I don't even know if it will be in tattooing or be in podcasting. I don't know what it will look like. I have, I have no idea. I'm waiting for the answers to come, praying all the time, and just trying to be enough right now and you're, breathe. You're um, in the everything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I asked a friend recently. I got tattooed, and I asked my friend Jake Kirk, who uh, owns uh, Rapture Tattoo Emporium, and he actually owns two locations now. And... Um, he was he was giving me a lot of uh, similar input. Like you said, you have to switch brains a lot more than you expect. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that you have to embrace that you don't expect um, and kind of be more fluid and accepting of, of things uh, and embrace people uh, entirely because it's another it's another level of that. It's not just your clients. It's, it's the people you work with. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's a whole bunch of stuff which is paralyzing to me because, like, because like I, I don't think I'm fun. I don't think I'm like I, I I am a type of person who just likes to get a job done. Like I'm very type A in my own world kind of thing, and it's it's hard for me to see outside of that. So I, you know, the whole idea of owning a place where a lot of people work and take joy in is daunting for me. Um, even though that would be awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, at the very least, like you wanting to be good at it is better because I think with business, there's the money aspect and the stabilization aspect of it. And then there is the people coming in and having fun. So uh, at the very least, you've got an easy, because I think if you're money motivated, it's harder. Yeah. Because money is so infinite. Yes. And having a good place for people to work where people feel comfortable is not infinite. No. So I think, yeah, it's that that's so simple to me, at least, because that's, but I do think, I think you'd be fine at it. I mean, for for simple fact that you're doing podcasts and you're talking to people and listening, uh -huh. I think you'd be fine at it. I think that I'll, I'll tell you what helps is getting a manager. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. there has to be, I mean, Emily manages the studio. Right. Um, so I'm like the district manager. She gives me the accumulated information and I make the big decisions and, and right. I do the, um, Hey, this is what we're going to do next. We're going to do a client appreciation day. I want to do four, you know, YouTube videos and I want to do three charities this year. And she goes, awesome. I will use all of that psychotic information. You just threw at me. Here's how you organize it. And then I go, okay, this day we're going to do that. This year and do this. And she goes, okay, leading up to that, 
this month we need to do this. So she sets me a curriculum. Gotcha. So for you being an artist, and I think you and I have similar brain types. Yeah. Um, I think if you got a manager, it'd be fine. And then the other part is separate. I think I'm just telling you how to run my shop. So no, that's I mean it's it's very helpful. I mean for people that are I mean this just segued away from you, Darren. I'm sorry. I'm, tired. I'm learning okay. now. <laughs> I think you're all learning at this point. No, that's great. I'm glad. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> like that. <laughs> that attitude. <laughs> that good attitude. No, it's great. I, I I that's the thing is that like uh uh that is the next step you know then then you're a professional you're a tattoo artist then most people aspire to own their own place how do you do that um and you think i i grew up in a small business family i watched my parents do it It was a completely different um you know avenue it was hair Mm -hmm. but like i'm like going there isn't there a lot to this (laughs) there's a lot to this yeah breaking it down and simplifying it just like art is really the way to do it and I think trying to balance, because there is a lot of balance. I mean, as long as you're aware of the balance, there's a lot of friendship and there's a lot of I have to come down on people. Yeah. And then there's a lot of I have to rebuild that relationship that got rocky. And uh, there's a lot of I have to let you go. And it makes me probably more uncomfortable or just as uncomfortable as you. Yeah. But I have to remain, you know, in some balanced way. Like I'm getting rid of you for the betterment of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. I have to make decisions on money because unfortunately it costs money to run the place. I have to pay my friend to step, they have children. Yeah. Um, so there's the balance of love, of passion of what you do and money. But I think as soon, you know, and then there is also, um, you need to have a home life, so you need to plan vacations because the job will follow you home. Yeah. I spent probably 11 hours doing a te- form 1094K and I don't even know what the fuck that means still. And I've spent 10 hours on it. No, no, so. no. I, I, I did too. Yeah, yeah. It's insanity, dude. It's like... But I do think like the, the, the balance is good. Having a manager is good, especially if you plan on tattooing and owning a shop. Mm-hmm. It's, imp- it's impossible. And fuck all those people who said, I don't respect owners that don't tattoo. It's like nothing about running clean lines can help you with a 1094K. Right. You know what I mean? So having a manager manage those things so that you can focus on your true um, artistic passion of tattooing is so important. And I'm really lucky to, I mean, I went through 17 front desk people. So Emily is the rock at that point. She has been here for a really long time. Yeah. 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 And that's the other thing is like, you know, that, where do you find that person? It has to evolve in itself, right? <laughs> like this is a long, long time coming. Yeah. All clients. Yeah. I, I don't. Oh, I don't, that's awesome. That's good I, to know. I don't hire people who weren't clients anymore. Oh, wonderful. Because I noticed that all of the people who stay um, were clients, and all of the people I hired that were not clients didn't work out. Huh. And it's the same way with tattooers here. I don't hire people that haven't guest spotted. That makes I sense. Just say we're not hiring, and then people go, "Oh fuck! Oh well, I really want a guest spot." It would be like him. Like, if he didn't come back in two weeks, fuck mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Because you, you're you looking for a yes. Yeah. You're not looking for this place. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're looking for this place, you'll come back. Yeah. And if you're looking for a yes, you will go to wherever you can to get a yes. It's like Tinder relationship. Yeah. You're just going to swipe right on 100 people. You don't want me. Mm-hmm. You want whoever's going to say yes and Netflix and chill instantly. Say hey back. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate that. Don't ever say hey to <laughs> I hate that. We hit a trigger. Dude. You know, right? Dude. I mean, just breathe. I'm just just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys, I don't know if you know. We're both attractive men. So I don't know. But as a woman on on any kind of dating site, man, it's just a litany of hay. It's just a sea of hay. As soon as you post your profile and have a picture up, it's just like hay. And it's like 50 emails. And I'm like, I don't even know how to decipher any of them at this <laughs> yeah. point. I just spent an hour crafting a profile. I know you did not read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I will tell you, I'll tell you from a male point of view on a completely non-funny thing, majority of the conversations I have with single men are I don't know how to approach women anymore because right. I don't know if I'm going to offend them anymore. Aww. I will tell you that. Like, that's a whole, like... When I was dating, I'm easy that way, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, well, come it on. should just be you just chat. Yeah. You're just a human, but yeah. no, it'd be like you say hi to someone, and then all of a sudden you'll see a meme about you, like when you're in the club trying to hang out with your yeah. friends and some dude's trying to creep on you, and it's like, <laughs> I just said, hey, because that's how you interact with no, people. No, if we were actually tangibly 
in a bar and you said, hey, that would be fine. It's, okay. You know what I mean? Now like, because I, I don't know how I would ever open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm taking it. <laughs> but this is now moving to a whole other podcast. But for Cliff Notes for dudes, honestly, if it's in person, there's a lot of different things you can. I'm a very approachable person. I like to give people a lot, you know, like a benefit of a doubt, mm-hmm. you know, see where they're going. Because a hey is, is it's random, you know. I haven't choreographed anything. I'm on a dating website. You know where I'm, why I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. Simple. If yeah. you're just talking to me at a library or something like that, I'm, I'm a hey is just like, okay, what, do they want to know where aisle blah, blah, blah is? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to just jump to like, no, you mm. misogynist pig, get away yes. from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like. But it's, there's already a judgment that starts when you're on a dating website and you know you just posted a profile and you got 50 yeah. inbox messages and they're all hey. And you're like, dude, yeah. dude, you did nothing, nothing to sell yourself here. Like, that's what we're actively doing. You got to put a marketing campaign up that will at least make you attractive prospect for all these other people. Now I have to be superficial and just look at your pictures and see who I think is cute. Dad like jokes. That, that's yeah. Like, <laughs> no, dad jokes are awesome. Oh, that thank way. God, because that's, that's the only great. way I <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, none of us are on the market right now. But just, <laughs> just for, I mean, and I and I feel that for guys, you know, like I I have a lot of compassion for for dudes in that that sphere, which is why I am a kind of person that just kind of waits and sees what what they're coming with, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. first. But if you're on any kind of social media site, um, I mean. I just think the attitudes are different between males and females, uh, which I had a whole other podcast about that was called Why I'm Single, which was great because it was all it was all about the debacles of online dating. Oh, and, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, it dude, was it was so fun. it was so fun. It gained a lot of. Well, we we didn't continue it. Um, we should have, but uh, maybe one day. But it was really fun, and you can explore relationship debacles to nauseam. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, the hay is there for it's for horses. I would say it doesn't even stop with tattooing either. Like yeah. you'll be like, "Hey, I have a question," and it's like, you know, with like the with answering tattoo uh, emails or like, Instagram posts, into? it's like, "Why did you have to tell me that? Why did you make yeah. a statement before the question? You should have started with the damn question." Just, just yeah, I, time yeah. is money. Yes, money is time. Go. Let's go. go. I'm, yeah, I am on tattoo site. <laughs> I do tattoos. You have a question about tattoos? Yeah. yeah. Skip the whole have a question part. Yeah, no, the same totally. thing with the dating thing. Like, bitch, I'm here to date. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I even hit somebody up. And this is an offshoot. I, I got into nude modeling and I hit up a photographer and, um, I, you know, I'm all like, I don't know how I should like approach him, but I really want to get, you know, work done by him and, mm-hmm. um, sent him a DM. I was like, I don't even know if I should DM him. Like, is that right? Um, it's so, all right. <laughs> so I DM him and I was like, you know, Hey, I really love your work. I've seen it. It's beautiful. I don't, I don't know how I'm, he did Shibari. So it was, uh, you know, Japanese torture mechanism, you know, basically, but I just think that the look is so romantic. And I was like, yeah, it's beautiful. And I said, you know, I don't know how, you know, I'm attached to this. I just think the look's beautiful, but, um, you know, do you charge for what you do? You know, how, how do we get involved? I really want, um, to get some work done by you. And, um, you know, I'm open to doing this. I just love your work. He wrote me back. He was like, "This is literally the nicest way somebody has approached me to get what work do they done." Do? He said, "I've had people say, will you tie me?'" <laughs> like they'll just DM, "Will you tie me?" And he's like, "What?" Like, uh, and and you know, people approach him for all certain kind of things because he, you know, obviously does a very particular um, thing that's rooted in BDSM and, and that kind of thing. So there's the kink factor of it. Like, why are you contacting me? Are you drawn to this for the kink? Are you drawn for, for the art? Are you, he exists in both worlds. He's professional rigor. He's attracted to it for his own, um, you know, kink. Um, mm-hmm. but he, it's not exclusive. He enjoys the photography just as much. Like that's something that he, he's crafted this whole thing around it yeah. and it's, and it's kind of one and the same. So he was like, I'm not really attached. I love, I love the art form just as much as I do any of, I'm getting what I need from it yeah, regardless no what. of what you're getting from it. As long as you don't care that I'm getting what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no dude, I, I'm, I'm willing to pay you on top of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so That's you know, dope. but yeah, it was it was really great, and um, it was it's like one of the best, uh, honestly. Uh, photo shoots I've ever done with a photographer because he was just he, he was so tuned into what his craft was on that level and very very responsible had a consultation with me prior to give me all the risk factors and all of that stuff it was great um That's so cool man. yeah yeah uh online he's um uh, bdslr if anybody wants BDSLR? to check yeah I'll check it out I dude, love his, I love the way it looks his work is beautiful I could see you doing an amazing painting of one of his shit like it's it's it, it's just so dramatic and beautiful i know we're he- segueing hard <laughs> um, darren where can people find you online your social media platforms um so i'm on instagram and tiktok okay at um darren monty art okay yep. wonderful mm-hmm. um at this point, you're not you're not accepting clients and stuff, but there will be a time mm-hmm. when that happens. Uh, have you guys discussed like how they will contact or reach out to you or anything like that? Is there a preferred method? Uh, we're probably going to do everything through the shop okay. uh, mostly, and then the shop will funnel to him since the shop's got a, a bigger following. Right now, we've been doing... Um, these videos and sending them to everyone on our email list right on and so uh whether people like it or not unless we're in their spam folder um (laughs) we've uh we've been sending out emails with darren's progress and we've had so many of my like even my clients being like dude let me know when he's ready like i'll let him work on me oh that's awesome it's so nice yeah it's um so basically we're funneling everything through the shop and then the shop will kind of help give him momentum. Mm-hmm. So the bigger wheel helps the smaller wheel. That's, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, um, uh, I really think that that's cool because, uh, well, I've gotten the emails. Um, there you go. So that kind of drove <laughs> me here. But yeah, the, um, it, it is in the beginning, like you said, uh, rooting for that underdog kind of thing and uh, getting those people in the door, giving you practice and stuff. Those people are going to be such gold to you and oh, moving yeah. forward mm-hmm. it's really 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 cool now that that seems like the best way to do it because um, the shop has the following snowball into other things mm-hmm. that's really cool that's really really cool i'm excited for that time um, maybe i'll know a little bit more about videoing at the, video, <laughs> video editing at that point and like come try, in and telling you try wondershare filmora it's so self-intuitive you might you'll dive i mean my first video i think took me maybe five or six hours and now I can do video within like an hour I can do a three four minute video with a hundred transitions it's really cool yeah, premiere is daunting. Animal, though. <laughs> <laughs> I said you're such an animal, though. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can be an animal. You uh, got this. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I didn't remember batteries, so there's that for me. But you did Shibari. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I jumped right into it. Yeah, that, that I am. Yeah, uh, I'm you bold. Can do video editing. Anybody can take their clothes off. Come on. Anyone can do video editing. No, I like that. I like everything that uh, has come out about this. Thank you guys so much for this time. Uh, is there anything that we didn't explore? I mean, I, I've gotten a lot of my questions answered. I just wanted to get on the ground floor of this with your progress and have people, um, like you said, you know, the little balls rolling. We want them to cheer you on, give you um, a highlight. And uh, is there anything that you want to offer or, or say that I can um, explore? Well, I thank you for this yeah. uh, opportunity. This yeah. was new for me and it, I enjoyed it, you know? Good. So I'm, I'm appreciative. Yeah, man. Well, I'm excited for your future. I always like to meet um, budding stars because one of the things of the podcast that I always put out there is the only difference between you and your mentor is time and how much you want to get the fuck out of your own way. <laughs> so that's that's kind of it. You know, we're all kind of moving towards our our stardom and our our highlight and we never know what that's going to lead so like mm-hmm. not burning bridges getting to meet people you know um formulating relationships i mean that's that's the the business of business it's just networking and and making relationships so i'm excited for you um and i know you're with an amazing person so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean it's truly truly i mean Honestly. you've you've been wonderful to me just in, in my journey like uh very 
always approachable, always bubbly, um, all that good stuff. So I'll try. Yeah. Man. It helps it's, that you're awesome to talk to. Oh yeah. I, mean, you know, I try. <laughs> I try. Uh, I, I, I love, I love people and I'm honestly just happy to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm always glad to be able to, to sit down and talk and, and mainly reflect because I think it, it Sometimes you don't know how much you've done or how little you've done until you sit back and reflect on it. So these opportunities are really good for us. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of even just remembering where he's been and the beginning to where he is now. It's just, it's a good thing to look back on. Yeah, man, totally. And hopefully it'll help other people. Um, you know, we, we explored a lot today. We went over his journey, what you're doing within that, how that looked, how you, how you acquired him, what other people could emulate in getting an apprenticeship, but then also you helped me and like just your exploration of your staff, you know, different hemispheres of the brain, how we think, you know, what mm-hmm. artists are about, um, management, um, ownership. Wild, right? Dude, it's yeah. a lot. This, <laughs> we is a, wild. This, this is a lot. This is good. I like it. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm going to hit stop. Cool. We nailed it. We did. (laughs) Holy shit. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our our listeners. listeners.